you're about to listen to our program Eng. We don't know why, however we are grateful you chose to. We do wish to inform you that the views, opinions and overall morality, do not necessarily reflect those of the station, interview guests, sponsors or musical entities. If you should choose to continue, and we sincerely hope that you do. Just know, we tried to advise you against these actions and we are not responsible for any damage done to your sanity, morals or ideals. Thank you. Here comes the terrible siren. No, we will not stop it. Welcome, everyone. You are joining us for another episode of The Cult of Odd. I am your friendly internet and neighborhood cult leader. And uh, with me, for the first time, together is Ace and Jad. We're here. We are indeed. All right. So we've got a bunch of shit to get through before we get into our squatching trip. Because uh, Ace and I went squatching. Squatched. <laughs> we squatched it. Didn't we? Yeah, we squatched it good. Um, okay, so uh, off the top. Uh, music. Yeah, music. There we go. We'll start with music. Brand new music for uh, The Cult of Odd is coming. Um, I am working with Reverb Nation. I've submitted uh, an offer, uh, which is basically an open call for music. Submit your music. And we'll consider it for airplay. And so far, we've had 37 submissions in under 48 hours. Woohoo! Nice. Um, we've kept 17 of them. Um, That's a good percentage. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of good stuff there, and and some stuff just doesn't fit. It's not that it's bad or that it, I don't think it's good. Hello, holy mother! It's just that it doesn't fit. You know? Right. That's um, fair. Uh, instrumental stuff. I don't typically play instrumental stuff. It's really hard to place because, right. you know, people tune out during instrumental stuff. Um, slow songs, too. There are some slow songs that have been submitted that are good, but it's it would just drag everything down. Maybe we'll work them in later. Or I can find another way. But, like I said, we've kept 17 of the 37 so far, um, and it's running until November 16th. So we're going to uh, bring in a whole bunch of new bands. Cool. Um, I just need new music. I'm excited by yeah, the 17. Same. 
Yeah, I'm excited by the 17 that are there. You have no idea. I sure shared one, one, yeah. one with you. Um, they were pretty good. But uh, yeah, so I it's really cool. I'm glad Reverb Nation was willing to work with me. It's Reverb Nation and Band Labs. Uh, they are working with us. And I added something new to my section of Tap Detroit. All of the DJs will have this in the the coming months. But right now, because I I needed to set it up to see if it worked and functioned, I just put it on mine because I was there. I'm the one doing all the work. What the hell? Let's let's give it a test run on my my shit to make sure it works. And uh, so it is a top ten list. So if you go to the cultivod.com or you go to tapdetroit.com forward slash cultivod, whichever is easier for you to remember. <laughs> Good answer. Two pages up. Indoc- I be confused. Indoctrination. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, if you go to either of those two URLs um, and you scroll down the page a little bit, once you get past the, the sponsor spot, there is the top 10 list. And you can vote. Actually, you can listen to the songs that are there. Just click on the, the, the number or, or their, the song title. You can listen to the songs that are there. You can vote for the songs that are there with the the up and down arrows. And there is even a way that you can purchase the songs directly from the artist. Oh, well, that's really cool. So if you like the song, buy it. There's a link there that you can buy it. No better support. Yep. We don't see any of the money. We don't touch the money. You're getting it directly from the artist. As it should be. Yep. My intention with this top ten list is each week it'll be refreshed. Um, Each week everybody goes back to zero. And um, the top three slots from that previous week get the top three song slots for the fun size. Cool, get the feature. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be featured. So it'll be up. Contest going on. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, it's more so just whether you send your your fans or your followers to do it for you, or people that listen to the Cult of Out already enjoy the music, they can vote for it and move it up the the ranks and whatnot. Um, it's I realized it's essentially my battle of the bands idea that I started when we started this right. that failed miserably, but in a different <laughs> fashion. <laughs> so. Um, I'm really excited about that feature for uh, my section of Tap Detroit and being able to add it to the other DJs' pages once we get all of them set up and everything running with the, the brand new. That's great for the artists, too. Yep. Yes. Um, and that's that's what we've always been about, you know, trying to help music and uh, the artists find new listeners and, and bringing good songs to good people. Oh jeez! <laughs> <laughs> we also the world go around. we also have um, uh, a new artist and a new song in tonight's show. Okay. Uh, his name is uh, Chandler, and we have the song called Haley Williams. Um, we also have two new albums from artists that we had already. Uh, we have a new album from Snatch the Snail. Oh yeah. And we have a new album from David Christ and the Apocalypse. Oh, I just love the title to that group. <laughs> I love the title to their newest album. Oh. Delusions of Grandma. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, oh, no. Lord. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, two new songs from them in tonight's show. And plus, we've got songs that are in the top ten list on the, the Cultivad page right now. Anytime. 
Yeah, no, I, I fucking jumped in because I knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, I, I set this back, I set this up towards the end of July, early August, that the offer would be dropping September 1st. I was amazed that when I went to check it, when I got up on September 1st, we already had 20 submissions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, Holy Mother. She said, hey, careful about that grandma talk. <laughs> Could be <a> delusional. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got stuff. I've got interviews that I'm going to be doing um, this month as well, so you'll be getting new interviews there. Um, we're also... You know how for the last couple of years now, two years, um, I've done Free Tober. Right. The, right, right. This year's Free Tober. <coughs> he chokes to death. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> uh, this year's Free Tober, I decided to that. do something a little different. I put up a poll last week asking which uh, the, the listeners would prefer, whether they'd prefer a free full episode or a free uh, celebrity interview. I saw that. And they chose celebrity interview. Yes, I did. <laughs> there was more than just you, but I don't even care about myself. Okay, we all know this. <laughs> so um, now there is a new poll up on the Cultivad group on Facebook. Uh, if you're a, a fan, if you've already liked the Cultivad, or if you've already liked Cultivad's page on Facebook, uh, look for the group and join it because we share a lot of stuff through there as well. Um, but you can vote on which celebrity interview you would like. And that poll is going to be up for three weeks. I'm going to give everyone a chance to, to get in there and vote. I, be did. I know you did. <laughs> um, because there, there are multiple options. So your options, if you're listening, are Susan Lanier, Carl Gottlieb, Mark Scheffler, Bruce Valanche, D. Wallace, and Jim Meskimen. Those are big names. So... And if you want to know who anybody is for whatever reason, go Google it. You should know this already. <laughs> Honestly, we, we're a movie. We talk movies. We talk, you know, TV and shit like that. You should know who these people are. If you are. don't know half the people on that list, then you have to go Google them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's exactly. Your, it's your homework. <laughs> you know, I will say Jim Meskimen might be the one that not a lot of people would recognize off the bat. Yeah, understandable, though. But... And Jim Meskimen, for those of you who don't know, is an actor, but he, he also does a lot of work as a voice actor. So you know his voice, you may not know his face. Yeah, you'll recognize the voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, you can go vote. Like I said, voting ends in three weeks. So uh, September 23rd is when the poll closes, and we'll do, see who the winner is at that point. And we'll unlock that one, and it'll be your free Tober gift. Cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, got some good free stuff. I like the idea of free tober. You know, I, I'm a Halloween nut, so of course I, I stick out your candy basket. Let me drop something in it. <laughs> and not a razor apple. Fountain of straight lines, huh? I didn't say a thing. <laughs> uh, you might notice that uh, Ace will be a little more surly than normal. He's he's turned into a real ace hole lately. Yeah, I'm an ace hole. I, I had to give up smoking pot for a while. Where I could breathe. Breathing's important. But yeah, I'm three weeks into reality and it's too surreal for me. And he still showed up here. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for some normalcy, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. This is well, as nutty as it is. Yeah, things around stone. here are a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, a lot odd, yeah. I yeah. Sober as stoned. It's, it's my ride and you're just on it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the same padded cell. <laughs> uh, we cleaned in the cracks a little bit, though. Is that what that was? I felt somebody picking at my butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were supposed to be using a toothbrush. If they were picking at it, it might have been something else. Might have been the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the cockroaches. Um, so, yeah, that covers pretty much everything that we needed to talk about for um, new shit and important stuff. Um we were off air last week just because uh, we needed a break. Like, I was still sick. Yeah, Ace was still sick. Ollie was sick. I was just like I was burnt, and I didn't want <clears throat> I didn't want to like bring Jad or Corey over here because we weren't sure at, at that point really exactly what Ollie had. She'd had pink eye and an ear infection and tonsillitis all at the same time. So she was just a, a festering mess. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> And she got it from her work. Well, yeah. Big shocker. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I did you all a favor and kept you away until we could, you know. Somewhat safe. Decontaminate. We're decontaminated. <laughs> We're sanitized. That's that sanitation yeah. station. I need one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely need one. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> all right. So, as I said, Ace and I went squatching. Squatched. Squatch watch. Squatch I have some watch. questions about that. Last go in. Okay. So, because obviously I wasn't there, I have questions. Uh, so, did you guys set up in like any camera or anything? We were mostly overnight? out there for our own personal experiences. Okay. I had my cell phone with me and I had my lapel mics with me, mm-hmm. which I found out were fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. The audio quality from sitting at the table with your brother uh-huh. and from in the car. The only my only issue within the car is the road the road noise. road noise, but you know what? It adds atmosphere to it. Yeah. When you let me borrow those lapel mics, uh, I tested them with an app that I had, and the sound was sound phenomenal. Yeah. So I I, I know they're my new friends. I I can do more stuff now. I've already <laughs> got plans. But anyways, uh, so. Yeah, we we went with our own personal experiences. Although there were the, what? I had a I got a car cam. It records everything. So if we okay. would have seen anything, I would have had it on film. But we just saw wildlife, basically. Yeah, that sounds relaxing. Although I was hoping to get the driving footage. Yeah, I know. I worked on it, but you know things are kind of chaotic over there. Yeah, I figured. Anyways, um, so we really just had our own personal experiences like that that's all we went out there with is to 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 catch stuff there was that one thing that we heard that i have no idea what it was but i've been watching bigfoot stuff since and i still don't know what it was but i know it ain't what i thought it was because it was uh, okay so here's the thing there there's a, a a sound that is attributed that a lot of Bigfoot hunters say they've heard. And it, 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 it sounds like a hollow wood clunk. You know, like if you. And what it, it sounded like to me, honestly, was like if you've ever heard two bucks lock antlers, that sound, but it's the wrong time of year for that. That, that wouldn't have mm-hmm. happened. No, not yet. That's a little strange. Well, most of the deer that we saw, like, we saw doe and buck, and most of the bucks had small horns still in velvet. Yeah. Yeah, they're not not quite there yet. So unless it was some older bucks that were out there, but we only heard it once. It was one clink. So let let me let catch everybody up. We drove up to the middle of the Huron Forest to a place where I go called Bliss Lake. 
And we pulled in there about noon, middle of the day. We quietly parked the car, walked a quarter mile down to the lake, and we stood on just inside the tree line for about an hour. And that's where he heard that. But you got to admit, just being at that lake and sitting there quiet and watching, what did you sense? We weren't alone. No, you could, you can feel somebody watching you. Now, Cue the X Files theme weird. song. It really is. <laughs> and it's always <laughs> like that. Yeah, and like it's it's weird because it's peaceful and uneasy at the same time. It's got a creepy vibe. Yeah, because like you're sitting there and you're like you're enjoying the fact that there's no traffic, there's no city sounds, there's no people sounds. It's just wildlife and nature and the sound of the wind and the sound of the water and and everything i could imagine it being uneasy i mean most slasher films take place in the woods but that's the thing is like (laughs) you feel you're not alone like i know i wasn't alone ace was there but like Mm -hmm. you feel like you're not by yourself there it is it is not as secluded as you would believe it to be yeah, because you drive back there, you know, even off of the yeah. side street, off of the main fire trail down that little side chute, you know, you're good five miles back into the woods, and you hadn't seen anybody going in. And as soon as you get out and get around that lake, you can sense it. I'll tell you how you know you're in the middle of goddamn nowhere. <laughs> There's a keep-out sign that has bullet holes in it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. You can't even read the sign. Dude. Yeah, I know. And there was a lot of them Why in there. Why are there so many O's in this? <laughs> Keep out. Oh, it's howling. Ah, it must be the spooky sign. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we had that experience, and then we were out there at night, and Ace saw something that he couldn't explain. And I saw something that I couldn't explain. That's why I wanted that footage, and I still haven't got to see it. And when I get my hands on it, I'll share it with you. I don't know what I saw, but I saw some kind of dim light floating around through the woods, which I've never experienced out there before. I've never seen that there. So what you guys are saying is you guys went looking for Bigfoot and found aliens. (laughs) That happened to me once before. Illinois, yeah. Went Bigfoot hunting and saw satellites being delivered. Yeah, see, but yeah. It's funny you bring that up. <laughs> it's almost like you were there. <laughs> we should hey, a trunk. Let's not probe into that already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, that was something different that I've never experienced out there. What's well, weird is because like, your light was on the ground that you saw. And yeah. I, I, I caught just a, a glimpse of that. I was busy looking up at the sky because I saw a light moving that I couldn't fucking... <laughs> okay, let's catch everybody up here. Oh, we God. had left the hotel room at about 10 o'clock at night. We drove what? for uh, two and a half, three hours out into the middle of nowhere driving around. And on the way back towards the hotel, we stopped in at Bliss Lake at about, what, one thirty in the morning? Yeah, somewhere between 12.30 and one thirty. No moon. So it's just dark. And when it's dark up there, you literally can't see your hand in front of your face. Advanced you darkness. You disappear. Advanced yeah, and so. we pulled in and shut the car down, shut the lights off, and we were sitting there in the dark. And... Like I said, it was just so dark, and then all of a sudden, this really dim light started bipping around through the trees between us and the lake, which is less than an eighth of a mile. And I sat there and watched it, and he's like, you see that? Well, we can't see one another, and the car's dark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I said, do you see a light? And I'm watching this light, and he goes, yeah. 
I see it up by the tops of the trees. And I was like, tops of the trees? So I, I leaned into the dash and was looking up, and I said, oh, yeah, I see that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Mother said there have been reports of Bigfoot near and around Bliss Lake. We know. Yeah, That's why we went up there, is, is the Huron Forest has a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings there. And uh, some of the, the audio that we got, which... You're going to be getting, but not tonight. It's going to go up to the YouTube channel. Um, I've got an idea. And (laughs) I don't know if I want to get into it too much before we get too much in motion for rolling to keep the idea our own. But let's just say what you're going to get is more proof of concept than it is content for the show. You know, it's it's supplementary, supplementary content to this episode, but it's more proof of concept. And we'll get into that later on, I'm sure. But uh, for right now, just leave it at that. It's left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Yes, okay. you do. Okay. Sure. I talked to you about it. Oh, did you? Road trip? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. I'm up to power now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just caught up. Yeah. So, um... But what I ended up finding more fascinating than the actual hunting of Bigfoot is the stories of the people. There are reports in and around the entire upper end of Michigan um, of Bigfoot sightings or Sasquatch or however you want to say it. Skunk Ape. Uh, Skunk Ape is usually more Southern, though. But uh, there have been reports there. In fact, in Michigan alone... And and I found this out while I was doing some looking. There are roughly 225 sightings a year of Bigfoot in the the upper Michigan area. Upper lower Michigan. Yeah, so like... See, that's why I don't walk naked in the woods. (laughs) So, and what I found interesting is over the course of the last 92 years... There have been 3,313 sightings across the entire United States and Canada. Let me interject. Reported sightings. Yes, reported sightings. That's the other thing that you have to realize is like that 225 number, Mm -hmm. those are the reported ones. Those are the ones that people were actually willing to say something. The biggest issue a lot with Bigfoot believers is they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be seen as the freak at the sideshow. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Jim over there's got a Bigfoot story. Give him a couple of beers and I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. Hey, no. That's the best person to be around. I love hearing Bigfoot stories. Right, but the, everyone else looks at them like they're fucking crazy. weirdos. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. crazy. They're yeah. weirdos and shit. But I, I, I posit this. Believing in Bigfoot is no different than believing in God. You can't see it. You don't know that it's there. Mm-hmm. You just feel and think face. that it's there. Well... You just feel and think that and Bigfoot's honestly, there. And honestly, is a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch really outside the realm of possibility? To some no. people, it is. It, look at all the animals and creatures we have on this planet, and you tell me that a Bigfoot, out of all the crazy things we've seen, is just impossible. Yep. Come on. Well, the biggest the biggest knock most people say, especially about Upper Lower Michigan, the Huron Forest in particular... It's not big enough to sustain a large population of bipedal animals. <laughs> the Huron Forest is 110 miles by 90 miles. 
if you can't live in there and not be seen, something wrong with you. <laughs> right. And there's nothing, it might be an influence. <laughs> there's nothing saying also that it's a big population. No, it just has to be a sustainable population. Yeah. That's the thing that, that we, we like to forget is nature knows how to keep itself in balance. You know, it, it, it doesn't get too far out of whack one way or the other. Nature takes care of itself for the most part. Uh, it's only when man starts interfering that things get fucked up. Just oh. ask Ace's brother about the the <laughs> preservation societies. Well, that's the thing too. <laughs> because we're also finding new creatures and stuff and animals and insects every day. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it was just five years ago over, I think it was South America, they found a, a 50-pound mule deer that's got nostrils up just below its eyes mm-hmm. they had never been seen before this isn't some little critter crawling around this is a 50 pound deer yep and they had never seen it brand new well i had had cause because of what i'm doing um to go and look deeper at the patterson gimley footage and i found a stabilized version uh outside of that group that i i invited you into um but I had found a stabilized version that had zoomed in and cleaned up the, the footage a little bit so it was clearer. Pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. They didn't add anything. They if you look at the original it. and you look at this side by side, they stabilized it and they sharpened the image. That is it. You know, there, there's no retouching or anything else other than stabilizing and sharpening. They zoomed in so you could see the the creature yeah the, massive thighs i mean they're just and monsters. it's a female uh-huh if you was gonna fake it especially back in 1967 would you think to do a female no I have. no I the thing have. is too is like it it when you look close enough at the patterson gimley footage or gimlin footage it doesn't look like a fake suit no not at all if it if it was a fake suit, it was ahead of its fucking time. They, they still can't reproduce that. Well, maybe nowadays with CGI, but I know special you know, effects. CGI or costume not happening. I know special effects guys in the movie industry, like Joe Castro. Uh, they could probably recreate that now. But the thing is, back then, that wouldn't have been, that level of detail. And it, like when it moves, it moves just like an animal's fur would, and you can like see through to the skin a little bit. Yep. Like it's. It looks like a fucking animal. Now, I saw a thing. It had not been, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, a long time ago, when Bigfoot started to become popular again. They had zoomed in on it and was watching it walk. And on its right thigh, it has torn its upper thigh muscle. And without surgery to reattach that, when you flex that muscle when you walk, it bulges if it's not been reattached. And you can see on the upper thigh of this thing that when it steps down, it bulges out like a softball, big. And then when it releases the pressure from its leg, it concaves. And you can see the fur bulge and concave, bulge and concave. At that point, I knew that footage was real. Yeah, and the the gait that it has doesn't look like a human gait, doesn't look like a human trying to fake a gait. Mm-hmm. And the turn. Yeah, the... Because it ain't got no neck. <laughs> it can't get past its own shoulders. And it knew, <laughs> it knew they were there. And it did not give a fuck. It was just... Walking along. Yep. Doing its thing. 
not giving a fuck. <laughs> I saw people too in the in in groups and and pages and stuff that I explored. Well, look at its white feet, you know, and it's like no, it's a dry riverbed. You're always it, gonna have somebody mm-hmm. knocking it. Cause yeah, they don't understand what they're seeing. Well, the or area that it's in. Why are yeah, the feet they, white? They don't want to know what they're. It's seeing. a dry, white, sandy riverbed. It's gonna have white-looking feet. Like the bottom of the feet is what they were saying. You walk around in Detroit and you're going to have perma dirt on your feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I was more interested in the human aspect of Bigfoot. I, I, I want to know the stories. And so that's something I'm going to set out about trying to do is I, I'm going to try to ply every individual that has had a Bigfoot encounter to, to speak to me, not in a sense of, tell me your Bigfoot story. <laughs> no, I want to hear your story. I want to hear the history of that story. I want to know, is it a generational thing? Have you had multiple members through your family who have had different encounters? And that's you know? what got you, wasn't it, that... A lot of my family. That's what changed the whole. About it. <laughs> that's what changed wow. my whole outlook on going up there and what we were doing. Is that right there? Like that? It, that spun my head and was like, I want more. I want. I see. My yeah. family is a lot like me in a lot of ways. We're storytellers. We mm-hmm. just do it well. We've learned from generations of telling stories. We know how to so tell stories. So that seems really odd and weird that they won't talk about that right. specific story. And like I said to him at deer camp, there's there's three sections. Everybody gets together and tells their laughy stories and then the crowd thins and then just the drinkers are left and pretty soon you hear all the wild girl chasing this and did that and my glory day stories mm-hmm. and then you get down to back the, when my pecker worked <laughs> then you get down to the the ones that are had too much to drink mm-hmm. and should have kept their mouth shut and that's when you get your vietnam stories mm-hmm. your my life's been really hard story and your bigfoot stories mm-hmm. it's the last on the list nobody really wants to talk about yep and it's because in a way they're ashamed i think because they, they don't, don't want to be the one. Hey, he, he saw a Bigfoot. Where I don't care if I saw it, I'd proudly announce it. You know, I saw a Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I literally want to get that shirt made. We were talking about got Bigfoot. I say people already people already think I'm crazy. So yeah, I would just tell people I've seen Bigfoot if I've seen one. But yeah, my goal is to to try to talk to a bunch of those those individuals and and see. How many, like if there are family stories, how many in the family I can get to talk to me? Find out the heritage and the history of that family surrounding Bigfoot and, and whatnot. that's the thing. The history goes back. I chased it down through Indian folklore. Well, there is some tribes in the Midwest that grow garlic. They don't eat garlic. They didn't even know really what garlic was. Well, hold on. We're going to get into that when we get back. We're at our first break, and I'm going to give some of the history of Bigfoot. <laughs> Uh, we've got a whole show that we intended to talk about Bigfoot. We don't have to shoot her wild right in the beginning. Oh, come on. we got more than one wild. <laughs> Not at this age. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> it's coming. Or, matter of fact, it won't be. <laughs> Pun intended. All right. So you're going to get uh, our new artist, Chandler, with Haley Williams. You're going to get uh, uh, Snatch the Snail's new song, Forgot the Rock. And you're going to get David Christ and the Apocalypse, Suits Upstairs. <laughs> you're listening to The Cult of Odd on tapdetroit.com. And we'll be right back.
I promise. Here we go. Now it's time for our Patreon shout-out. Big thanks to Seaweezy, Bryce Rogers, Justin Burnside and Zaldor of Zaldor's World Podcast for becoming a patron. Welcome to our Holy Mother and the throne she sits upon, who have joined the Cult of Odd Plus. We hope you enjoy, our long, uncut and girthy, uh, episodes until you're fully satisfied and left shaking from laughter. For everyone else, you can join our Patreon too. Just head to patreon.com forward slash cultivant. Become a patron and reap the benefits today. Tired of regular bar food and bar atmospheres? Yes! Do you long for a place that feels like home where you're treated as family and not just another customer? Yes! Yes! Then Big League Brews is the place for you. Their menu is the most extensive in all of Downriver. They have an excellent breakfast selection, and they're also well-known for their burgers and wings. But hey, if you don't want to believe just some guy on the radio, Big League Brews has been voted Best Sports Bar in Metro Detroit by Click on Detroit six years in a row. They have the friendliest staff and a wide array of cocktails and beers, 26 of them on draft, with new creations regularly. Yes! 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 And... You're looking for work. Big League Brews offers the most competitive wages with great medical and dental and vision benefits and plenty of paid time off. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Big League Brews located at 20428 Ecourse Road in Taylor, Michigan or head to bigleaguebrews.com for more info. Big League Brews. Go beyond ordinary. Eat and drink extraordinary. Business Haley told me come through. I told him maybe clock on the wrist, tick tick lazy. Wait, nasal, wet, nasal. Came with a third, quaver. Oh, oh, I would have buddy from Millie with smoking basil. Oregano sheesh, and you couldn't change me if I was out rapping on cables. Six deep at a table. I never speak of a fable. Cut up and we dip in the chip and a bass in the Gabriel. Thank you. Why ain't you coming to me like I do not got plans for the night? Why ain't you coming to me like I'm chilly and a lot of ice? ice yeah. Been living like I got a billion lines, whipping the focus. But whipping like I got a billion mines. Yes, yes. I'm Molly where I keep a billion mines. Cypher I climb, then I recline. Get a bag and a dime and doing some crime. They thinking they mine, it's really sublime the way that we pass in the time. But it's a fine line. Drip, 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 all hazy. Misery business, Haley told me come through. I told him maybe clock on the wrist, tick, tick, lazy. White, nasal, wet, nasal. Came with a third, quaver. Oh, oh, I'm on a BK with a couple of dogs. Brooklyn shit, I came from VA with a bag of the fog. Lighter flick, I'm a villain like Wayne. Yeah. Smoking the bog while you be a goofy snitch. You cannot get near me, I am just too legit. Tell you they get back like ludicrous. Beaver, I got them like, damn. Son, I go in. I don't throw hands, I just throw bands. And I put it on the ground. Everything off of the cam. Feeling every single down. Just to show off for the fam. You're not fam, fam. You could never be the man, man. This just ain't gonna pan, fam. Go through your bed in the can, man. You just do not understand, man. You can barely even stand, fam. If you were rapping the way I was rapping, then maybe you would not be down, fam. Yeah, yeah. Drip, 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 oh, hey, 
busy. Misery business, Haley, tell me come through. I told him maybe, clock on the wrist, tip tip lazy. Wait, lazy, wet, nasal, came with a third, quaver. Tired of incense that stinks? Motor City Candleworks is Metro Detroit's number one source for premium handmade incense, as well as hand sanitizer and now massage oil, with a wide array of scents inspired by Michigan cities and attractions. You're sure to find a fragrance that'll keep your love of the mitten burning all year round. Head to MotorCityCandleworks.com and order yours today. And make sure you find them on Facebook, too, for all of their upcoming sales and events. Motor City Candleworks. Michigan handmade scents that just makes sense. That smell. The kind of smelly smell.
We were talking. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're back. Uh, we're listening to uh, the Cult of Odd. Or, yeah, we're listening to the Cult of Odd while we do it. Hey. That takes talent. Yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holly Mother is in the chat room, and I want to say hello to everybody else that's listening. Uh, those of you that are not in the chat room, you can get to it by going to tapdetroit.com forward slash chat room when we're live. Um, but uh, other than that, I see a bunch of you are listening on the, the Congratulations, Mr. Brown, on your interview. Yeah, Mr. Brown um, was featured uh, today, I think, is when the article dropped. Um, he sent it to me. I should have been more prepared. I'm terrible. Yeah, we remembered it, though. We said, we mentioned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so it was on DetroitSportsNation.com. Uh, they gave uh, Motor City Canada Works a write-up. They're doing Small Business Friday. Um, so they pick... A article. Yeah, they pick one small business in Detroit, and uh, they, they let you know about it. And uh, if you happen to be a small business owner in Detroit... Or in the Michigan area, you can go to uh, DetroitSportsNation.com. Uh, the article for Mr. Brown. There's a thing at the bottom that says how to be featured. So cool. you can go talk to them and uh, Congratulations maybe. Congratulations again. Yeah, the good stinky stuff. It's so nice too because like I made his logo, so that's when he gets when he famous. Yeah, no, when he gets attention, I see my work out there and I'm like, oh, oh I'm so just, proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break your arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to talk about numbers a little bit, though. I'm 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 I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, currently, last the last episode we did, episode eighty four, finger licking good, one hundred and forty one downloads, wow. seventy four of which came within the first three to four days. Somebody's listening. Yeah, yeah, better than six. So basically, in in two. In two weeks, because it's been two weeks, Since we, we we doubled the numbers, so we we hit the same stride each each week. We're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Broke you pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I love what we do, and I, I think that uh, others like what we do, and that's what matters. We've also, um, we're uh, closing in on seven hundred and fifty likes on the Facebook page, and we have eight hundred some follows. So like we're not to toot your own horn, but it, it's all odd. He's putting a lot of work and a lot of time into it. So you know, tip of the hat to the odd man. I hustle harder than anyone you'll meet. <laughs> I just show up on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just show up. Yeah, literally. we follow his lead. It's 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 He's my cult the leader. Yeah, <laughs> that's the job. <laughs> cult leader. That's the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, we just follow. That's fine. Surprisingly, not fine. that much paperwork. <laughs> no, none at all for you. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> um, all right, so thank you for uh, joining us, and so on to more Bigfoot talk. Now, one of the things that uh, was interesting is is the the lore behind Bigfoot and and finding out more about it. And I, I went searching and and dug up as much information as I could. Because I know you guys like it when I share stuff with you, right? You you like being shared with? Fountain of straight lines. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Bigfoot, uh, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, is purported to be an ape-like creature said to inhabit the forests of North America. Uh, there's tons and tons of articles out there if you search the Internet. Some of them are... Questionable. Yeah, like it sounds weird to talk about Bigfoot and be like, yeah, some of them are less than credible, you know, because like you you understand, yeah. <laughs> um, there have really been no hard evidence that Bigfoot exists except that film from '65, right? The the Patterson Gimlin film that we were talking about before we went to break is like the solidest piece of evidence we've ever it's had. It's been looked at the most. Yeah. And that's and it's why. It's been around forever, too. Yeah, 67. And 
From what everyone can tell from looking at the film footage, it is not a hoax. Yep. I would point to Todd Standings, too. Now, he's somebody that is questionable in a lot of the things that he puts out. But you've got two trains of thought. Else you're going to have to believe that this guy is a master makeup artist, can climb a mountain for two days, put on a FX costume that is hard to believe, do a makeup job, and then film himself from across the ravine. So, else that's what's happening, or else he's got some decent pictures. But when you go back and look, the majority of mainstream scientists have historically discounted the existence of Bigfoot, considering it to be the result of a combination of folklore, misidentification, uh, and hoax, rather than an actual living animal. Folklorists can trace the phenomenon of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources, including indigenous cultures. Uh, the European wild man figure in folk tales, wishful thinking, a cultural increase, environmental concerns, and overall societal awareness of the subject have been cited as additional factors as to why it's so widely known and talked about. Other creatures of relatively similar description are alleged to inhabit various regions throughout the world, such as the skunk ape in the southeastern area of the United States. The Yeti in the Himalayas. Uh, yeah, well, you have the Almus in Yaren, or Yaren, and the Yeti in Asia, and the Australian Yowie, all of which, like Bigfoot, are ingrained in the cultures of their regions. Um, of course, we all know that Bigfoot is described as a... a, a large, muscular, bipedal, ape-like creature covered in black, dark brown, or dark reddish hair. Um, it can be anywhere from 8 to 10 to 15 feet tall. Um, different areas, got different sizes. Yeah. Environment. Uh, some observations even describe Bigfoot as more man-like with reports of a human-like face. Uh, in 1971, multiple people in uh, Dallas, Oregon, uh, filed a police report describing an overgrown ape, and one of the men claimed to have sighted the creature in the scope of his rifle, but could not bring himself to shoot it because it looked more human than animal. Uh, common descriptions also include broad shoulders, no visible neck, long arms, uh, which skeptics describe as likely a misidentification of a bear standing upright. Um, but like I've seen bears walk upright, you know. The thing is, you if when you see a bear walking upright, you know you it's a bear. Know it's a bear, even it's from very behind. Obvious. Even from a distance, you can tell it's a bear. And these are this is the thing too is like they like to discredit all these people as is crazy uneducated yahoos. But these are people who have spent a lot of fucking time in the woods, a lot of fucking mm-hmm. time hunting and fishing and camping and hiking and. Working. Working, they know what shit looks like. Yep, they're not gonna look at a chipmunk and go, "Oh, a bear." <laughs> no, you and, know. And if you've ever seen a bear walk on its hind legs, which they do, do it's weird. Legs, yeah, it's not a walk; it's a wobble. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, some alleged nighttime sightings have stated that the creature's eyes glowed yellow or red. However, eye shine is not present in humans or any other known apes. And so proposed explanations for observable eye shine off 
of the ground uh, in the forest includes owls, raccoons, possums, uh, all up in the trees. Yeah, okay. Mm. You know, I get where you could see that. But at the same time, too, there are photographs out there that you have seen. And those eyes are a little too far apart to be an owl or a raccoon mm-hmm. or a possum. You know, they're they're wi- they're wider set like ours are. You know, there there's honestly, bird eyes don't look like human eyes. Honestly, it's easier to believe that people seen a Bigfoot than it is for somebody like, oh no, that's an owl or that's a like really. I have like, no the fact that you're saying that is suspect. I'd rather believe the Bigfoot guy. I. <laughs> have spent very little time in the woods growing up. Mm-hmm. I am not a camper. I am not much of a fisherman. I don't hunt. Hell, it wasn't until just recently that I ever fired a real gun. No, I like I to go camping, but I definitely was not in I was not uh, outdoors. But like, it, in the I have seen as a child. I have seen owls. I have seen raccoons. I have seen mm-hmm. possums. Yep. I have seen them from close to mid-range to far. I know what they are. Mm-hmm. At far, because I can look at him and see how the eyes are set. Yep. Now, you would require a light. If you were to ask me, is that a possum or a raccoon? Well, I'd see the eyes and be like, well, I couldn't tell you, but mm-hmm. I know it's not a Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it ain't people. That's not it. It ain't people. No. Um. So, like, the the fact that a lot of these people that do have the stories are ones that spend so much time in the woods and they're like, yeah, they don't know what that was. That was an owl. No, I sincerely doubt that they would, because they all carry lights with them. <laughs> At this point, most of them carry flashlights, night vision goggles, heat detectors. Like, if they're out there seriously squatching, you know, they've got... I can got- tell you exactly what it is. People don't want to believe that there's something out there that they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't want to believe that they don't know everything. Yeah, I, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm guilty of that myself because the Mothman is one that has always mm-hmm. intrigued me. And like trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have come up with an answer for what started the Mothman legend. There might be a, a fucking Mothman out there. Don't get me wrong. Not so I mean, right. it was giant nope. bugs in Australia. <laughs> I, I believe there might be a moth as yeah. big. There as might a be a Mothman out there. <laughs> However... Are you aware of what a harpy eagle is? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what a harpy eagle is, and if you ever saw one of those, you'd shit your pants. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think I've about seen pictures. The, 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 the time in real life. when the Mothman started gaining fucking uh, ink, and and people knew about it and whatnot. The time period where it would have been seen. I think it's entirely possible that some rich dumbass in that area or even a shipping container like it could have gotten onto a ship and rowed over here and yeah, undetected. I was going to say, they say from South America? Or yeah, something? they're not native no, to not here. All, but, yeah. but someone no, in, in, in that time period could have been rich enough to have an exotic pet right, or it could, it's close enough because of the area that it's in and how big the animal is. It could have caught a ride hidden on a, a shipping container ship well standing on a ground harpy eagles like five foot tall they're the size of yeah. a man they're yeah. gigantic they're huge they got like a 12 foot wingspan mm-hmm. and they yeah, got so those I, weird fucking horns that, that, that come feathers, up yeah. maybe that's also what they think the jersey devil is I don't know. it could be just misidentification <laughs> but i ain't saying there ain't no mothman no right. I, mean, <laughs> I ain't stepping on anybody exactly toes. no i it's, don't know 
with me, and I told you this before, with me, it's like, okay, what makes the lo- most logical sense? sense? How, right. how is this logical? Okay. With Bigfoot, it's, I have to accept the fact, knowing what I know about uh, evolution and what I was taught in books, that man and caveman and ape, there, there, was, there was a mixture somewhere along there. Like, I don't think... We we were necessarily monkeys. We were some weird offshoot hybrid thing. We were a mutation. Cousins. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were a mutation that took hold. Right. Um, but so if we were a mutation that took hold and and we became this, all right, what's to say that there wasn't an, an... wow in the ghost? Do you have speak? a ghost? Possibly, but that was just I knew that that was going to fall eventually. It, the, it, I can't stick. Anything the, the too cold walls. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Do you need a timeout to go change your shorts? No, I'm all right. All but right, that's we just, don't have spare shorts. That was definitely moving forward. Odd. <laughs> but anyways, so I look at it logically, and logically to me, it makes sense that there could be another species that was an offshoot, but for whatever reason, it decided to stay secluded. Now, maybe it is more animal. Animals tend to hide from us. The thing is, is over the years, we evolved. This thing would have evolved to some extent as well. Animals today are smarter than the animals that were alive way back when. You know, Mm -hmm. they learn. They adapt. That's what nature does. Adapt and overcome. Cut down their forest. They'll find another forest or live with what's left. (laughs) Now, to me, a large, hairy version of us wandering in the woods makes perfect sense. Because I've, they they always say that people evolve from monkeys, but have you ever really given some people a good look and think you came from a bulldog? <laughs> you know, hey, it's not their fault. Some people just end up looking like their pets. You descended from a bird. Your family came from birds. <laughs> like seriously, I there are people out there that look like walking, talking human bullfrogs. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, I uh, went to school with a guy. Who hit, we gave him a nickname, Bullfrog. Because he looked like a bullfrog? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, I, hey, man, Bigfoot you ask is... ask Rob about that. <laughs> Bigfoot is right there on par for me. It, even jokingly, you know, it, it. but it makes sense to me. So, okay, you have this giant creature wandering around the woods. I can't imagine there's very many of them, because like they said, you know, it's a size area of what we haven't ruined yet with progress. Um, you know, so the area is small. Nature tries to keep a balance. Uh, even they, the DNR will come out and say, "Okay, you know, we we've got an overpopulation of deer." We no, no, you don't. I, I guarantee you don't have an overpopulation of deer. You know what you got? Too many people in the area. Uh, that's that's the issue because the deer will take care of themselves. Like, honestly, like the city deer in Ann Arbor. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, Nobody c- wants to eat them. <laughs> no, no. They're like, basically neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> um, for years, you've also had reports of, of wild animals, wilder animals than typical wild animals up in the, the woods in Michigan, too. Just recently, Black Panther. That's right. T'Challa is running around up there. Yeah. They have uh, been saying for 20 years, there's Black Panthers, Black Panthers. DNR launched several investigations, got the Forest Service involved. Good night, they only came mother. out with an official response that there is no way a black cougar uh, could be out there in the Huron Forest. They released it. The next day, a car hit one. <laughs> oh, man. Wah, wah. 
We we accept the fact that you know I, it's bullshit that they're like oh it's owls it's raccoons it's possums yeah. it's, it's uh, everything else uh, it's anything but that there's Michael Rugg the owner of a Bigfoot Discovery Museum in Northern Carol uh, Northern California uh, claims to have smelled Bigfoot stating imagine a skunk that had rolled around in dead animals and had hung around the garbage pits. Now that's another thing that a lot of people say is that they, he Bigfoot has a smell. Has a stink. Oh, n- n- duh! <laughs> it's been wandering out in the woods for dogs. Yeah, but okay. So you see, deer, deer don't stink that bad. You get up on them, they do. Yeah, they smell pretty bad. Well, how close yeah, are you getting to Bigfoot that you can smell it though? That's the thing. Yeah, I think what was... maybe it's its own natural musk with whatever stink from the dark the foot. <laughs> I think what's happening, and this is just in my opinion, is that when they're hiding, they're hiding into places where people don't go, which is usually the swamps. There's a lot of swamp up there. There's Foley Swamp that we didn't yeah. even touch or, on. Or uh, Walmart. And uh, <laughs> you start walking around knee-deep in swamp water and get it all over your furry legs, you're going to stink. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll a, river. a mixture of whatever stink was in the swamp to begin all with and then mildew and, and everything else. Yeah, you can just walk into a swamp and a, a, a cedar cypress swamp has a Stinks smell all of its own. Yep, and I think they're just picking that up and stinking everything up. And then there's also too there, there's people that have like swamp foot bad. Like <laughs> yeah, you know? takes their shoe off and the whole everybody in the room falls <laughs> oh, out. Yeah. So imagine if Bigfoot has swamp foot without the benefit of a shoe. You'd have to borrow Shaq shoe. Big swamp foot. <laughs> Big swamp <laughs> foot. Swamp foot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe what you're smelling is Bigfoot swamp ass. Must be hard to watch. Oh no! <laughs> that's the other thing too. Is like that footage. There's no dingleberries or anything. That's the only other thing. Yeah. Are you trying to say Bigfoot's asexual? I'm saying. I'm saying that Bigfoot has a salon out in the woods. That's that's what I'm going with. A lot of rivers and creeks. Well, it's funny water works. you mentioned yeah. salon. I heard a story from a guy who had called in to this radio station. I was hey, like, we're a radio station. I was on my way to a. Uh, to a wedding and I was on my way and I had the radio on I was listening and they were taking Bigfoot calls this guy called in and he swore he was like I saw Bigfoot and he was like okay describe him and the guy was like it was like 7 foot tall and had long beautiful hair he said long beautiful hair <laughs> so when you said so luxurious that's the only thing I could think of I was like oh my god they need <laughs> to get <laughs> they need to get Bigfoot in an herbal essence commercial stat. you <laughs> know. <laughs> but um okay, so and then the other thing that you know people have claimed is they find footprints, enormous footprints for which the creature is named, of course, and it claimed to be about twenty four inches long and about eight inches wide. You know, some footprint casts also have contained claw marks, making it likely that they have uh, they've come from known animals such as bears or five, uh, which have five toes and claws. But here's the thing again: I know what a barefoot looks like. Yeah, I got two of them right now. <laughs> but no, I know what a fucking barefoot looks like. I know a print that a bear would make. 
Yeah, you telling me that see, there's a bear walking around with people toes? See, I'm starting to think, I don't know if it's as much as people just discrediting everyone else or if it's a government conspiracy to keep people thinking that this Sasquatch does not exist. I think mainly what it is is 90% of the population live within 20 miles of the water. So you got this huge section of empty land. People don't come out of the cities. They don't pop their head out of their own little world that they're living in. Enough to go hunting. The population mm-hmm. that hunts is minute. The people of those hunters that actually go Bigfoot hunting are even smaller than that. So you got like 0.5% out there looking and 99.5% going, it doesn't exist. Well, and the other thing is, though, too, is that that, that percentage that is out hunting that isn't just looking for Bigfoot but is out there, they have shit that happens to them that they yeah. can't explain that yeah, they just don't for, talk about. Exactly. They go out deer hunting with their buddies and then they have a sighting they ain't gonna come back into camp and say hey guess what guys i just saw bigfoot it's like You're people who got abduct- out of camp it's like people who've been abducted by aliens they don't want to talk about it yep. <laughs> so um vietnam stories only when they're really drunk do you get yep. those we're gonna give you a little bit of the history and then we're, we're gonna have to cut for our next break um but uh so many of the indigenous cultures across north america uh include tales of mysterious hair-covered creatures living in the forests. And according to anthropo- uh, anthropologist David Deagle, these legends existed long before contemporary reports of Bigfoot. Uh, these stories differ in their details, both regionally and between families in the same community. On the Tool River Indian uh, Reservation in Central California, petroglyphs created by a tribe of Yokuts uh, at a site called Painted Rock are allegedly... Uh, by some to degrip, decri- uh, depict a group of Bigfoot called the Family. The local tribes people call the largest of the glyphs Hairy Man, and they are estimated to be between 500 and 1,000 years old. 16th century Spanish explorers and Mexican settlers in California told tales of Los Vig- Vigilantes, Oscur- Vigilantes Oscuras, or dark watchers, large creatures alleged to stalk their camps at night. In the region that is now Mississippi, a French Jesuit priest was living within the Natchez uh, in 1721 and reported stories of hairy creatures in the forest known to scream loudly and steal livestock. It was Ewoks. (laughs) Yeah. And what was I saying when we was up there? You start finding large sections of dogs missing, Mm -hmm. you got a Bigfoot. <laughs> Ecologist Robert Pyle argues that most culture accounts uh, have a of human-like giants in their folk history, expressing a need for some larger-than-life creature. But why, though? Right? Why like, would it all everybody come up with the same story when there was no newspapers back then? Yeah, there was no way to share those stories long distance. Well, and what would the need? To, what would what would a culture need to have a large? You would. Yeah. Each language had its own name for the creature featured in the local version of such legends. Many names mean something along the lines of wild man or hairy man, although other names describe common actions uh, that it was said to perform, such as eating clams or shaking trees. Uh, Chief Michelle of uh, Noxa... I can't pronounce that. In Lytton, British Columbia... uh, told such a story to Charles Hill Tout in 1898. Uh, The Satales people tell stories of Sasquats 
a shape-shifting creature that protects the forest. The name Sasquatch is an anglicized version of Sasquets or Sasquets, roughly translating to hairy man in the Halequilum language. Members of the Lumi tell tales about creatures known as Tsemwex? Uh, yeah, I'm butchering these, uh, but uh, <laughs> the stories are similar to each other in general description, uh, but details differ among various family accounts concerning the creature's diet and activities. Some regional versions tell of more threatening creatures, uh, specifically, I, again, I can't pronounce it, but there, there was a nocturnal race, and uh, children were warned against saying the name so that the monsters would not come and carry them off to be killed. Uh, the Iroquois tell of an aggressive hair-covered giant with rock-hard skin uh, known as the Stone Giant, more commonly referred to as the, the Janasqua. The uh, in 1847, Paul Kane reported stories by the natives about Sukums, a race of cannibalistic wild men living at on the peak of Mount St. Helens in southern Washington. Also related to the this area was an alleged incident in 1924 in which a violent encounter between a group of gold prospectors and a group of ape men occurred. The allegations were reported uh, July 16th uh, in an issue of the Oregonian uh, and have become a popular piece of Bigfoot lore, with the area now being referred to as Ape Canyon. U.S. President Th- Theodore Roosevelt, in his, ni- uh, his 1893 book, The Wilderness Hunter, writes of a story he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bowman in which a foul-smelling, bipedal creature ransacked the- his beaver trapping camp, stalked him, and later became hostile when it fatally broke his companion's neck in the wilderness near the Idaho-Montana border. Roosevelt notes that Bauman appeared fearful while telling the story, but attributed the trapper's folkloric German ancestry to have potentially influenced him. So we have our fucking a U.S. president writing about goddamn Bigfoot. Yeah, almost 100 years ago. Yeah. Less wow. menacing versions wow. have also been recorded, such as one by Reverend Elkin Walker from 1840. Walker was a, a Protestant missionary who recorded stories of giants among the natives living in Spokane, living near Spokane, Washington. These giants were said to live on and around the peaks of the nearby mountains, stealing salmon from the fishermen's nets. Yep. Hmm. It goes back, way back. And you... As they said, Australia has it. So you've got cultures and stuff there. The other yeah. thing, too, is like um, one of the things that I want to want to do at some point, if I'm lucky enough. You know what? We're going to end the fun size right here. And I'm going to talk about that stuff where it's locked behind the Patreon paywall. So I know if anyone steals my idea, I know who to go looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so for the rest of you, if you're interested in uh, bits of Ace and I's trip... Keep an eye on YouTube over the next few days. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, go search Cultivad on YouTube and subscribe now because there's going to be something dropping in a few days that you're going to want to be able to see. Um, it's kind of a companion piece to this episode. I didn't put any of the stuff that I found or any of the stuff that I recorded into the episode uh, on purpose. 
I want you to go check out the rest of it and how I've presented it. And I hope you enjoy.